Hello and welcome to the Little Minds Big Ideas podcast with the Early Years Network. Um, welcome back to our weekly show. We are joined this week by not Ben, unfortunately, as he is a little bit poorly. He is a little bit worse for wear, so his voice would not sound very good on a podcast. So Lucy has kindly agreed to step in. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, for joining me on this weekly episode. Um, I'm just going to start with a little bit of news from us. So myself and some of the team from the Elias Network are going to be heading down to the Nursery Managers Show in London on the 24th of November. We're not actually exhibiting at this um, event, but we are going down to see what's going on and to hopefully meet some some lovely people that are down there. Um, but in March, we are um, exhibiting at another show in London. So we will get the details out a little bit closer to the time, but it is on our website for the Child Expo Expedition. So in this weekly episode, we are going to be talking all about music because we posted on our blog this week, we sort of highlighted it, um, sort of the power of music and how music can influence young children. Do you find that you're using music a lot in your setting? I literally use music like every day of my life. <laughs> like throughout the day, you'll always hear me singing, making up a random song, making different noises. Um, so yeah, I do it all the time, basically. Part of the job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's something people learn very quickly in early years is that you have to get over singing. Yeah, you just have to be a bit silly, really. You can just... Even yeah, if you're embarrassed. Fun. It's quite fun, actually. It is fun. You can <laughs> just turn everything into a song. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think... Is kind of overlooked how important music can be to early childhood development because like some of the research we've done and some of the things that we've looked into, it's really, really like fundamental for development. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so within our early years article, we cover a few sort of different neuroscience things as well that really starts to make you think. So the fact that brain growth the effects on the prefrontal cortex and the comprehensive brain development all link to music. So I thought I'd just share a couple of the little things with that just to kind of give everybody an idea of actually how important music and songs and instruments can really be. Um, so we've got the creation of more neurological connections. So there's studies that show that exposure to music has been linked to improved transfer effects in such areas such as verbal intelligence um, and even suggesting that better academic performance comes from listening to music. So children make more neurological connections when they're listening to music and the brain growth is actually going to help them develop in lots of other areas. Yeah, it definitely helps with their communication and language and oh, yeah. that vocabulary and things. Yeah, 100%. And then we have effects on the prefrontal cortex. So they're infants who have been exposed to music exhibit significantly larger mismatch responses, which is your MMR, um, indicating that improved neurological processing of these structures changes in both music and speech. So basically that actually when children are exposed to music in different language, like you said, they are their brains are actually forming more connections, which is just yeah. incredible. And then the brain development, creating music actively activates the auditory cortex and engages other areas of the brain, such as linguistic, sorry, and mathematical precision, creativity and fine motor skills, which are all needed to hold and play instruments. And it's something we're going to dive into a little bit later, but 
how many different areas of the brain have actually been used. I think it's quite incredible, actually, that just listening to music and kind of having songs on a day-to-day has such a major impact on their brain development. Yeah. It it is quite incredible. And you don't think about it. No. When you're doing it, when you're singing those songs, you don't think about kind of what actually that's doing for those children. Yeah. You're just doing it. No. You just, that's what you do in your job. Yeah. And there's studies that show that when a child is listening to music and sort of engaging in that, when they do the scans of brains, and myself and Ben were talking, they, you can see when the neurological connections are being made because it sort of lights up like a firework in, when, on the scans. So yeah. you can see the actual physical changes that happen when children are involved in music and playing music and dancing. So it is, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. But if we take it back to sort of babies... And how music and songs and things impact babies. So the conversation we had earlier was like that curiosity. Yeah, definitely. You know, babies don't really know what music is. They, you know, they don't know about these sorts of things. So any sort of sounds that you make, any kind of silly voices you make, they're going to be naturally naturally curious. Yeah. They're going to want to kind of know what it is, what's going on. Um, And they're more likely to be a lot lot more engaged in it as well. Yeah, because that... Like you said, they've never heard it. So if you've got a different pitch in your voice or the rhythm that you're speaking in is slightly different from the norm, they're going to be like, oh. Yeah, it catches their attention. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the use of, and I'm really sorry if I'm not saying it right because I always feel like I am, but I don't know. I feel like it's called Mother East and there's a quote on Google that says, the high-pitched, sing-songy voice that we all use when there's a baby around and we are all so guilty of it. We all do that motherese of, hello. And then we do like, we do our little, our baby talk, I suppose, is yeah. another way for it. But actually, that pitch that you'd speak to the children in is is really crucial because it exposes them to even more sounds that aren't of normal talking voice. Yeah, and just, just making that silly voice has such a major impact on their brain development. Yeah. And again, like we said earlier, you don't realise it. You're just making that silly voice because that's how you talk to babies. Exactly. But it, again, it has that massive impact on them. Yeah. It helps them develop. No, and it's quite it's quite crucial how the things we do every day, we don't realise. Yeah, definitely. And that's something you always come back to in early years. Like the job that is done literally develops yeah. young children's brains. Yeah, when we've been researching all of this, kind of been thinking back to my practice and I think I just do this yeah. generally every day. This is just what we do. Yeah. And then actually, when you actually look into it and think about it and think about the impact you're having on those children, it, it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? And then for babies, that exposure to language, which we talk about a lot. Um, we've got the interactions video on the network site about interactions and how important they are. But actually, music and songs and that mother of language exposes children to new vocabulary all the time. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're always hearing kind of us talk to each other as well. Yeah. And we're talking to the other practitioners within the room or so if your manager is in there, you know, that always picking up on that language. Yeah. They're always going to be learning that new language that you're talking. Yeah. And like you said, with talking to other people and the singing and different things, your voice is going to change. Yeah. So if you're having a serious conversation, your voice gets quite sharp and firm. Yeah. Whereas if you're singing Old MacDonald... Your, your pitch changes, yeah. everything changes. The rhythm that you're talking at. So that's something that babies need to learn. They need to yeah. pick up on all those things. And it travels through into sort of as you go into like the age of two, that exposure to more music and more language. Yeah. So Yeah, and then they you, kind of start 
talking more and then they they pick up all the music from the different songs yeah and within our setting we use a lot of kind of real world music mm-hmm. so that actually it's not just nursery rhymes they're actually picking up on vocabulary that's used within the whole world so that as they get older they're learning that vocabulary and then they'll use it within their life yeah and it's not always like songs it's like music as well like the background noise that yeah. comes into it and learning that the different rhythms and the different the different pitches that come within musical instruments as well, I guess, because when you're playing the drums, to if you're listening to a violin, yeah. it's very different. And there's always so many ways to play a specific instrument. There's yeah. So many noises you can make from one instrument. Yeah. So it's always changing. Yeah. They're always kind of listening to those different pitches. Yeah, it's like if you think about a drum, you've got like an African drum or you've got like a percussion drum that you'd see in like a typical band. Yeah. They're very different. Yeah, basically. Even though they're just ways. both a drum. Yeah. So I think as they move through that age group, music changes in what it does for children. And then when you get to preschool, that rhythm that they've learned through music and how things flow and that kind of links to conversations and how conversations flow and syllables, like you say, you tap out a lot with the word. When we're singing songs and things, we always kind of clap out the syllables. One of our favourite ones to do is we sing a Days of the Week song. Yeah. Um, and we clap out the syllables as we're singing it. And actually the children try and copy. So they're constantly learning those syllables. Yeah. And then actually I've seen them kind of doing it within their own songs. Yeah. So when they're singing, they're trying to clap out their own syllables. So actually they're learning that from us to then carry on through their education. Yeah. And then it's like you say, it's something that carries on through. So it's something that when children don't realise they're learning it, yeah, they normally pick it up a little bit because I guess uh, to them they just think they're clapping, they just think they're having fun, mm-hmm. but actually they're constantly learning as they're doing yeah. it without yeah. even noticing. And in preschool, it's it's that encouragement to create themselves and do what they've learned throughout. Sort of when they're a baby, they're listening to different songs and musics and sounds, and then in twos when you start to understand it a little bit deeper, and then in the preschool you kind of those connections have already been made, those brain connections. So actually as they move through, they're stronger and they can just build upon them rather than forget them. Yeah, definitely. When we think about music and sort of listening to music, how, like, personally do you feel when you listen to music? I, it depends on the music you're listening to. Yeah. So I like listening to, like, calm music. If I'm feeling, say, if I'm feeling a bit overstimulated or a bit overwhelmed, listening to calm music just helps me kind of bring myself down, relax, and then I can carry on. Yeah. And we do the same for our children. So our children tend to struggle kind of around meal times. They get quite energised and don't really want to sit down and eat their food. So we always put on calm music and it actually really helps kind of just bring them back down. Yeah. They eat their food and then they're ready and relaxed to go to sleep for the ones that do as well. Yeah. So it kind of just helps to calm them down a bit. Do you feel like sometimes at meal times, and I see this a lot in different settings, is that actually when you've got the background music on, do you still encourage them to talk and have conversations? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We always kind of talk, but we change our voices. So again, it comes in with a pitch. We're constantly changing our voices to kind of match the energy that we kind of want from them. Yeah. Um, so when they're listening to that kind of music and we're talking to them, we're talking more softly. And I've just been like, oh, it's all fine. We're all relaxed. We're all calm. Um, and they yeah. tend to copy us and yeah. kind of bring themselves back down. It's that rhythm and that pitch in your voice yeah, if definitely. you've got calming spa music on in the background 
and and member of staff is walking around saying, sit on your chair. Like, yeah, it's so right, well, not have the music on in yeah. the first place. It's, it kind of defeats the point, really. Yeah, it doesn't so, reflect what's going on in and the room. If you've got them two contrasts, it's, it's overstimulated for them. They don't understand what you want from them. No. No, mealtimes is a really tricky one, isn't it? Because you want everybody to eat and do things, but it's also a great social moment and yeah. it's a great time for conversation. So it's getting that balance yeah. of we want the environment to be calm and we can use music to help do that, but also we don't want to stump any conversations. It's when practitioners say, stop talking, I can't hear the music. Sometimes it's okay not to hear it all the time because they're trying to have a conversation and learn different things. And so actually, that if, balance. if you're all talking to each other in like a soft, calm manner... You'll hear the music anyway. Yeah. The music's always going to be there. Yeah. It's just how you talk to each other while the music's on. Yeah. And in with terms of like music being a mood booster, they say that music can actually increase your sort of how you feel and that the positive chemicals in the brain that are released whilst listening to music create those positive like sort of relations and you can relate back to it and it's it can be a happy situation because I know for me personally when I listen to bands or songs or artists that I love it just makes me happy yeah I suppose it's like when you're driving in the car yeah you've got your radio on as loud as possible <laughs> and you've got good music it's such a good feeling yeah and I always do it if I'm going somewhere that say I'm a bit nervous to go wherever I'm going mm -hmm. I always put really happy good music on in the yeah. car Turn it up, have a good time, have a sing along, obviously. <laughs> um, but it just, it does, it boosts your mood yeah. and it makes you feel so much better. Because that's like something that we want children to feel as well. And listening to music and having sort of that identity that comes with it is really important. Um, myself and Ben were talking about music and we have polar opposite music taste in some areas. Like if I put a boy band on, he's like, <laughs> and then some of his music, I'm like, oh. But actually, it's having the confidence to have an opinion on that. Yeah, definitely. And children get that as well. Yeah. You get children that um, love to listen to Disney music. Yeah. Because that's a positive relation that they've got at home. But other children will have never never yeah. heard that and never I been exposed it to it. What they've been exposed to as yeah. well. If they've never been exposed to Disney, then... They it's not going to mean anything. About it. No. But yeah, you can have that music that actually means a lot to you. And gives, yeah. you, gives you a bit more confidence and gives you that identity. Yeah. And I just think music is a great way to boost. It makes you, like I said, it makes you just makes you feel good yeah. when you're listening to what you yeah, like. Definitely. But there's also that flip side of it that listening to sad music can actually help with emotional regulation and emotional intelligence because you're tuning into that sad emotion. It can make you feel sad. So you understand what that feels like. Yeah, I've I've had that with a few children that when they've been really emotional or they just can't seem to regulate themselves. Actually, having that sad music on, it helps them embrace their emotions because yeah. we don't want them to think that they can't feel like that. No. It's okay to feel like that. But actually, we want to help them through it and support them with regulating themselves. So actually, giving them that chance to embrace their emotions really does help them. Yeah, no, and it's like you say, it's it's embracing it. It's be becoming aware of what you're feeling yeah. and how you're feeling and that it's okay to feel yeah. like that. And kind of accepting that that's how you feel. Yeah. That's fine. Let's deal with it, support yeah. it. That's what I was going to say, that acceptance of yeah. if I feel sad or it's like if children are angry, you can use music to help them express yeah. how they're feeling. Because like you said, that emo with emotional intelligence and building those skills, 
the first step is accepting how things feel yeah. because it's even as adults, sometimes we don't want to accept that we want we, we need help or that we're sad or that we're angry or sometimes when you're really happy and you want to scream about it, but nobody's, yeah. you're a bit embarrassed to do so. So yeah. music is a great way to teach children what everything feels like. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Um, do you feel like you use different emotional music within your practice? Yeah, definitely all the time. We kind of put music on to match the energy of the children. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, so say if the children are really energised, they've got loads of energy, we'll put on music that they can dance to, express themselves to. Yeah. Whereas if they're feeling a bit tired or a bit sad, again, putting on that kind of calmer music so they can just relax, feel their emotions yeah. and then carry on with the day. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool to have in within your pocket, like to yeah. get out and use. Um, so looking at dancing to music, as you just sort of spoke about it, do you feel like dancing to music is a priority in your environment? Do you feel like everyone understands the benefits of when we dance? I think it's so important because whenever a, children's, a child is dancing, they're practicing their gross motor skills, they're constantly moving their bodies, you know, and it's such a good way for them to express themselves as well. And it's such a good confidence boost. I know that when I'm dancing, <laughs> to start with, yeah, you feel a little bit silly, but actually after a while, you're just having the best time yeah. and it just boosts your confidence. And I've seen children that don't necessarily want to interact with others. Until you put music on, they don't want to interact. No. And then you put the music on, you start dancing and having fun and they'll actually naturally come over and join you. Yeah. So it's a way of kind of boosting that social interaction as well. Yeah. Like you said, there's so many areas that come into dancing. You've got, like you say, your physical skills, your gross motor skills, you've got balancing. But you can also bring maths and literacy into things, like you said, clapping along with the syllables like yeah. we discussed earlier when you're dancing or one, two, three, jump. So it brings numbers naturally yeah. into it as well. And dancing is such a mood booster as well. Like you said, you feel a bit silly, but actually the phrase dance like no one's watching. Yeah. And I think it's really, can be really powerful for us as practitioners to embrace that mm -hmm. and be silly yeah you know be a child with them yeah it's fine they they're learning from us so actually if we show them that it's okay to be silly it's okay to have fun yeah it's okay to be a bit crazy sometimes <laughs> they will learn that from us and then they'll feel so much better about it yeah dancing is and it doesn't have to be sort of like learnt routines no it can be dance. literally anything you want to just go for it <laughs> um so the next part of music that we wanted to touch on, which is really interesting and when we've been doing the research, it's actually playing a musical instrument. So it takes it that step further from listening to music and songs and dancing and things. But actually, they say that playing a musical instrument is very similar from a child being multilingual because of the skills that it develops in the brain, if that makes sense. Yeah. So... There was a study done by a scientist um, called Nina, her last name is K-R-A-U-S, Kraus, 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 the Nina Kraus, I apologise if I've said that wrong, um, who did studies and it shows that playing an instrument is a whole body workout. Okay. Which you don't think yeah, about well, because... No. when I suppose when you're doing it, you'll just... And when you see someone playing a musical instrument and they make it look so effortless... You don't think about the brain connections that they're using. Yeah. So when a child is um, playing an instrument, they're not only using their hands and their ears, 
to listen to what they're doing and play the actual instrument. They are using attention skills because they've got to pay really close attention to what they're doing. Both hands could be doing different things. Yeah, and that's playing true, an instrument. Depending on what instrument you're yeah. playing. Yeah. If you're playing the piano, you could be, oh, this hand is doing something, this hand is doing something, and they have to blend together. That's to probably to the hardest part of playing the piano, actually. Yeah. Trying to control both hands at once. Yeah, <laughs> because you that's the attention to detail. Yeah. The memory that comes with it, if you're playing something that you've learned, it's like singing, you remember the lyrics. Yeah. It's the same with playing the instrument. And then the cognitive development that comes with it because you have to learn this skill and your brain is making those neurological connections to cement those synapses and it's really like everything's going on. Yeah, you've, you've got to do everything literally all, all at once. once. Do you play an instrument? I used to play the piano and I also play the violin for a little bit as well. Yeah. And I'm just about to start playing the ukulele. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> I learned the, well, the recorder in primary school. Because I feel like everybody, everybody learns the recorder. Um, and then I also learned guitar. Um, and I loved it. I remember absolutely loving it. And I recently donated my guitar to a preschool. Mm. It lasted a, a couple of months, but it's, <laughs> it's been loved and moved on now, poor thing. It uh, gave them an experience. It did. It, yeah, and that is exposure to it. Because yeah. how many children in preschools and twos and things have experience with yeah. actual instruments. We all have the musical instrument sets with tambourines and triangles and shakers and those sounds which are fantastic for children. But actually, have we exposed them to bigger and a more diverse group of instruments? Yeah, definitely. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, because they don't really get exposure to that, do they? No. Within, within the setting. No. And I guess if, say, if parents don't play an instrument or yeah. siblings or anything don't, haven't really got an interest in that they no. won't get that exposure the family that come to mind for me is the Fletcher family Tom Fletcher from McFly yeah. because all three of his sons play a musical instrument yeah. along and they've like joined him on stage and yeah. things and you think that actually those young boys have learned the skills of playing an instrument so young yeah. and that the neurological and, and they probably don't even realise how impactful it is on their brain development. Yeah, that's true. I suppose when they're when they're playing, when they learn their yeah. instruments, they wouldn't they wouldn't have even known. No, but they've been exposed to music from a really young age, so it's it's just been in their lives. So yeah. playing music was probably a natural route for them, although I'm sure it wasn't forced upon them. But actually, being having that exposure to playing an instrument has given them the brain development that they probably didn't. Even the parents probably didn't even realise was yeah. was happening. But it's helped them with different life skills and things. Yeah. Yeah. Like the literacy that comes with it, the math that comes with it, the patience from learning an instrument is huge as well. Cause that and I guess be the confidence as well. Of, you know, they've been yeah. able to learn that instrument and they're very yeah. successful at it. Gives them such a yeah. confidence boost. And like watching their dad and his band on stage must be like an aspiration. Yeah, definitely. So it's all of those different things that have just come into being exposed to musical instruments from birth, really. From age, yeah. Yeah, and live music and things. And I think live music, the power of live music sometimes is underestimated. Definitely. There's nothing better than going to a concert <laughs> having, and having a boogie, if I'm honest. Everyone loves a boogie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think they're lying if they don't. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um... Yeah, so creating music, so making music itself actually promotes creativity, precision in language and mathematics like we just spoke about, fine motor skills, and it's actually engaging different parts of the brain. 
So making music, whether it be in the setting with your tambourines or your shakers or on a stage in a band, yeah. you are using multiple parts of your brain from both sides of the hemispheres that you are using to create that music. And using these links of the two hemispheres facilitates quicker and more diverse information to travel through the brain. So you're literally enhancing your brain development. Just by playing some music. Yeah, just by making music with instruments. It's, it's crazy to think about, actually, isn't it? Yeah. How, how much impact you're having on yourself yeah. just by making, making some music. And doing something that's hopefully going to yeah. make you feel good yeah. at the same time. So overall, benefits for music for young children. We've got emotional regulation and stress reduction, which we talked about, yeah. which is always apparent with. I think that's so important for children as well because they don't know how to cope with their emotions no. at that age. They they just don't understand what to do. No. So actually, if we can give them that tool to help them, we're kind of setting them up for, the I guess, the rest of their life to learn how to cope with emotions. Exactly. They don't just stop when you get older. No. You have emotions throughout your whole entire life. Also, oh, yeah. I think <laughs> it's so important to give them those tools at such a young age yeah. to cope with them further on. Yeah. We've got that chemical boost that happens in the brain when you're listening and using music in your everyday. The enhancement of productivity and concentration when you have got music, if you say your calming music helps with that productivity of lunchtime. Um, it can boost learning because we've talked about the different areas of learning that it comes into. You develop spatial intelligence and increase of creativity and vocabulary. And it's right from that young age of increasing that vocabulary with children but on the flip side, there can be some negatives to music in an early years environment. Yes, I think sometimes actually having music on can be really overstimulating. Yeah. So I think it depends on the situation you're in, the energy of your children, how they're feeling. But I know for myself, if I walk in a room and there's, say there's lights flashing and it's a, it's a busy room and there's music going on, it's just too much. Yeah. I myself can't cope with it, so I can't expect my children to either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it can be really quite overstimulated at times. So it's about working out where it works and when to kind of... Read in the music. room. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Read the room. If everyone is screaming and you've got ABBA blaring and it's not for the children, it's for you, and you've got lights on and musical instruments, and if that's not the right time for it, yeah, it's understanding that actually yeah. people are going to get quite overwhelmed by yes, this. definitely. And it's, I guess, having the confidence to reflect on that and say, this isn't the right time. Yeah, I think that's when reflective practice comes in. And you kind of look back and say, hmm, okay, maybe that music wasn't the right music for that time. No. It might even be just changing the music that you've got on. Because obviously there is so many different types of music and, it, yeah. and it, they can relate to so many different situations. So again, like you said, it's just about reading the room and seeing kind of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then going from there, really. Any other negative? Um, I thought? think also, I think sometimes singing and making music can become a bit of a time filler. So children tend to then kind of disengage, they get bored. And actually that's when you're going to see that more kind of negative behaviour because they're not doing something they're interested in. No. They're just kind of being sat down to sing a song just for the sake of filling five or ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, it becomes sort of part of the routine and there's like, oh, I've got to sing. Yeah. But if you're singing constantly... Yeah, if you're doing it all the part time, of it. Yeah. they, you know, they pick that up, they will they will start doing it and they'll be much more interested in it rather than kind of being, I don't want to say forced, but kind of being encouraged to sit down 
and yeah. some song. And we do have to have those group times of before lunch, we all have to regroup and get ready for lunch. Yeah. But if songs are only in that time, they're going to have a negative yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're gonna, image of it. That When they hear a song, they're going to think of that time. Yeah. I think, oh, we were sat there not really doing much. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to be interested in it. No. I know there's... Um, the preschool that use walking through the jungle and it is like an immersive experience <laughs> because everyone's up being these animals and that's how music should be explored. Yeah, definitely. You, you can't walk through a jungle sat on a carpet. No. That just doesn't work. So I think also with different types of music, kind of allowing the children to move as they want to to the music. You know, yeah. every child is different. They're going to interpret the music slightly differently to each other. Yeah. So actually it's giving them the opportunity to express it in the way that they want to rather yeah. than just saying, right, we're going to sit here, we're going to sing. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's what this music yeah. is about. So a couple of ways that you can use music in your early years environment. We can't talk about yoga. Yeah, I like. I quite like to do yoga. Even even with, um, so I work with the two-year-olds in my setting. Even with the two-year-olds, they are actually really good at it. <laughs> And they, they love it because it's, it's a way for them to express themselves. They can make any movements they want. And actually sometimes just having that calm music on and doing these different movements, they kind of, I've done it before where, I, where they were all kind of playing and it was getting a bit busy and they were all getting a bit hyped up. And I just put calm music on and I just started doing yoga in the middle of the room and they all kind of stopped and was like, oh, oh what are you doing? <laughs> And then they joined in and yeah. they were engaged with it for about 20 minutes. I was doing yoga for about 20 minutes with them. With two-year-olds. Yeah. It was honestly, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but they loved it. And it was such a good way to kind of bring them back down, bring that energy back down. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think another great way to bring music in is having musical instruments, not just in one area. Definitely. So like having musical instruments in your small world area, if they're talking about how an elephant stomps, can you make a musical sound yeah. that relates to that or outside, like just be having the confidence to move your resources to enhance learning in different ways? Yeah, definitely. And I think also putting songs into different activities. Yeah. Your songs don't have to just be just a song. No. It can be in anything you do. So like if we take our children for a walk, we'll quite often do like walking in the jungle and things like that through the grass, through the jungle, through the trees. And yeah. actually they enjoy it so much more and they engage with it so much more. Because it's like, already linked into something. It's like the sheep. They're probably fed up of yeah, blah, blah, black sheep every time a child walks past them. But <laughs> unfortunately, it's the real life link. <laughs> it is, yeah. And actually, they enjoy it so much more when it's a more of a practical thing. Yeah. And they can get involved in it. And it's linked to every single thing that they do. Yeah. And I think, it's like you said, it, it, bringing it to life, bringing music to life. And it's not just sat on the carpet singing which is things you will do. You, it, we're not saying don't ever sit on the carpet and yeah. sing, but how interactive and how fun can you make it rather than let's all just sit and sing? Yeah, it is important to kind of regroup and bring yeah. that together, but also making it, making that a learning experience, not just a time where they just sit there. Yeah, not just so, a gap of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that has been mine and Lucy's take on music. I hope it's been informative and reflective on kind of how important music is in early years i just think music can be in everything you do yeah i use it all day every day i'm always kind of making say if i'm asking to wash our hands i make it into a song yeah it just everybody wash your hands (laughs) wash your hands but actually that has so many benefits to them and i just think using music in early years is so important yeah and can be used in so many different ways as well yeah definitely
Perfect. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have found something you can take away from it. Um, and let us know if there's any major topics that you want to talk, hear us talk about or give us your questions and we can hopefully bring some insight into any of the early years questions that you you might have. So I will see you next week for another episode and thank you so, so much for listening again. And I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Bye. Bye. Bye.